0: Hello and welcome to the Liberate Your Soul podcast. My name is Vanessa and I teach you how to become free, free from life, breaking the chains from this exhausting turntable of the same old cycle of crap that we constantly put ourselves in. Break free, jump off, let's start again. All with the help of understanding about the spirit world, who you truly are and how you can integrate your love of life with spirit, whether that be God, the source, the universe, whatever. Spiritual self-development is my thing and I am here to help you completely change your bloody life. Tell us all about yourself. Tell us how you got in to build your amazing business, which is all about health and wellness and helping entrepreneurs stay fit and well and get into alignment with their wealth as well. So tell us, take to the stage, Marnie. Amazing.
1: Okay. Um, So let's rewind a few years. I am originally from Australia, and I followed a boy over to London. (laughs) Um, And I started my um, physical education career, so I was a teacher. Okay. And I started my career here in London. And then I progressed quite quickly with the sports that I play. So I play touch rugby and netball and I played both of them for England. Wow. So I was trying to juggle my PE teaching role, um, which I'd progressed to a director of sport role. I was trying to juggle that with my international athlete career. And I suppose back, I don't know, this was 2014, 2013, 2014. Back then, female sport didn't quite have the profile that it has now. And it also was, you know, classed as semi-professional because there was no, you know, we weren't really funded. And I was just finding it hard to dip time off, and I was finding it hard to juggle my my you know PE teaching career. Mm. Um, so I ended up meeting my amazing partner, who I am still with now, and we have a little girl who's three and a mm. half. Um, I met him, and I had a bit of a breakdown one Christmas. So he whisked me off to Sharm El Sheikh, and we just decided that um, I could give up my career and start 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 a business. Mm. So I did. So I started. Um, both my businesses almost at the same time. So my sports fit business is, um, it's evolved obviously, but I've gone from times where I've done outside boot camps to having my own gym and Pilates studios to working with clients one-on-one to group fitness. Um, so I have yet yeah, been running that for over eight years. And then at the same time I was consulted, um, I worked as a consultant for PE in primary schools. Oh, amazing. Um, then yeah I managed to start a early years sports business called Sporty Minis and um, we get children active confident and loving all things sport so I feel really really lucky that my passion for health and fitness and sports and PE has led me to you know create two what I think is amazing businesses that I get Mm. to help all ages every single day which is pretty amazing.
0: It is absolutely it is and it's so important um to get PE into secondary and primary schools because we lack so much of it. So what's your view on that in coming from being a PE teacher? Were you a PE teacher in Australia or Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. so I was. And there is a huge difference, I think yeah, I bet there is. First of all, yeah, first of all, it starts in primary schools. In Australia, New Zealand, America, Canada, you have to go to university to become a PE teacher and you have to go for four years. Here in the UK, you can pretty much teach PE if you are a subject teacher yeah. or you have a level one or level two sports coaching yeah. certificate. And it's not really good enough. And we see the issues that children have when they get to secondary school. One, they're not taught the fundamentals of all different sports and how to use them, because there's actually seven areas of the PE curriculum health, fitness, invasion games, striking, fielding, athletics, um, net and ball, and the list goes on. But which are teachers. Is-
0: for all their foundational skills in what their, their motivation and mobility and yet yeah, as they're growing up okay
1: yeah and to be you know to be physically literate for yeah. physical literacy is about um, the journey of learning fundamentals being able to adapt to different game situations different types, yeah. enjoying, enjoying different it. sports and yeah. physical activity that's really really important and I don't think and many sports coaches have the experience that PE teachers would have and the yeah. same as Classroom teachers wouldn't have that passion either. So the problem that we have in the UK is that there's not enough qualified PE teachers delivering the PE curriculums, especially right. in state schools. So children get to the you know ages of eleven, and especially girls, and they don't love PE, and they don't love it because they think it's football, or they think it's you know a game, but a games like netball or basketball. But it's not just PE is not just games. It's about gymnastics and ballet Mm. and dance and movement and teamwork and keeping fit and learning about our health, all all aspects. So the problem is that children get to secondary school and they either don't have the fundamentals so they can't throw with the opposite leg forward to the hands that they're throwing with. They can't jump, they can't land. They don't have any physical fitness and they Mm. just don't love, you know, or like or enjoy elements of PE. And it comes from secondary school, but it also comes from, um, children learning from the age of two and um, the fundamentals that require them to to excel in physical development and to be able to do all those sporting skills later in life um, and that's where Sporty Mini started.
0: It's amazing work that you're doing but it must be incredibly hard so um, I come from a sporting background and I'm a personal trainer and I coach and mentor different uh, fitness programs but I also work in schools mentoring, not on the fitness side, um, but with uh, SEN, so special educational needs.
1: Amazing. And the
0: biggest thing is PE and to get them to do anything. So, a lot of students that I work with, um, they are very limited in their lifestyle uh, and they see PE as, as a waste of time because that's how they're taught from their parents. So When you come in with your structure, does it change regularly a bit like a fitness program or do you have a structure that goes from term to term that you're able to, you know, take that through and it continues that they have something else to look forward to?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, we make sure that we cover 21 fundamental movement skills as men as much as we can in every single session yeah and each of our termly programs cover a, an array of different sports and physical activities so we might do furious frisbee as an example as okay. one session and it's fun and children are learning to throw a frisbee in a different way they're learning their imagination we often do superheroes so spider-man throws out his frisbee like you know so children are able to use their imagination, they're able to use different equipment and they're able to have fun um, in modified types games. So when they come across at school, maybe they might do Frisbee. Oh yeah, I remember doing that, that's great fun. Rather than not thinking they're very good because half of the problem with children, and I can imagine this is with SEN as well, is confidence, confidence in the way they move their body, confidence Mm. in how they identify as themselves, Mm. confidence to try and fit in but fit into what moulds? You don't have to fit into yourself. Um, so that's a big one. We do um, things like rugby rush, and it's nothing to do with rugby. We just have a rugby ball. <laughs> but you know, we'll do um, top-notch tennis or hula hoop fun or hopscotch. Or so we try to cover those twenty-one fundamental movement skills. And the fundamental movement skills are broken into three categories. So there'll be locomotives, so moving from A to B. Example: running, skipping, jumping. Non-locomotive is moving your body in different ways. So it could be stretching, it should be, could be twisting, it could be balancing, um, and then your manipulative skills. So how you move an object from A to B. So mm. that could be kicking, striking, catching, throwing. And we can, we can incorporate those into as many fun ways as possible within a um, 30 to 45 minute session every day if we could.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And how have the children found it over time? How long have you been doing this now within the schools and everything?
1: Yeah, so my first body Meals program started in the summer of 2014. Oh, OK. And yeah, I'm still um, head of PE at a local school as well, where a lot of our nurseries are. And I think my first children, who I started who started at the age of two, so I think they're going into year four, so... I'm feeling a little bit old so when I go cute. in and teach I'm... them, especially since they were in nappies <laughs> when we first started teaching them. Um, but it is amazing just to see their confidence. Like if it's, if it's one thing you take away, it's just their confidence. They just love giving anything a go. And just their ability to want to be a team member or a teammate and um be creative in the way that they work with their teammates in whatever activity we're doing like yeah. you can't it's hard to teach that children have to learn that and want to ha- have been exposed to that early in life and then want to want to be that type of person mm. you know in in pee and sport
0: mm. I was saying it on a, another podcast before um I think it was with um Her name was Sharon, who was a guest on the podcast. And we were talking about how children through school are identified by their groups and what they're involved in. So now this has happened with COVID. How are you feeling going back? And because PE has been completely distorted, I was a bit naughty the other day and I wrote an email to um, our headmistress, who is my uh, second daughter's. And I just said to her, you know, you could have still met outside. There was still certain groups that could have met outside. Like you say, you've got all qualified teachers. You could all go outside. You could have all, I mean, the grounds the school on is phenomenal. Plus they've got four external tennis courts and an outdoor school. And the only thing they were offering was one day a week outdoor school. And I said, but the weather's changed. We could have dropped them off as parents, stayed in our car if, if they wanted to. Uh, but the kids could have gone out and still met their friends in a supervised area, in a one way system, even walking. Just something. And I just felt like they weren't thinking out the box. So how are you feeling moving forward with this huge issue? We, ha- we have it as fitness coaches we're okay because where our mindset is already there. So for us, it's part of our everyday living. Oh, I'm going to do some cardio today or I've got to get some weight training in later. But for the average student, average family, how are they pushing this forward, you know, out of this...
1: Yeah. Well, okay, I'm going to try not to go into too much of a rant here, but
0: <laughs> I tried. I was holding um, it back.
1: <laughs> um going forward, we have a lot of challenges. Mm. I think the most I think the biggest challenge which I I'm going to have a little rant about is that
0: Yeah, let it out, sister.
1: Families <laughs> and children, are, many are going to think that PE is just fitness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and as a you know from personal trainer to personal trainer from mm. you know fitness lover to fitness lover mm. that's great but it's not really because fitness doesn't suit every child's personality no a lot of fitness that we do is done on our own or within ourselves and the reason we've got there is because just like you said teachers or p leads in schools or mr wicks <laughs> you know, decided that their whole PE curriculum during lockdown would just be fitness challenges or fitness workouts. Mm. And this is great. This is great if it got all our children physically moving and happy and improving their fitness. Great. But it didn't. And it didn't because some children are put off by that. So now they're going to think PE is just fitness and they can't do it. They lose confidence and then they're not going to want to um, participate or in partic- participate with a good attitude towards it. The second thing is that not enough um, P leads, maybe P teachers, heads thought outside the box exactly like you said and actually gave opportunities for children to experience different ways to learn physical education. Mm. So were there opportunities to watch lessons online? I mean I know a lot of private schools that had didn't have any, let alone state schools. Um, I did a virtual tour of a new school that we're hoping to send our daughter to. And it was amazing because the key worker children were coming into the sports hall. There was a PE staff with a big screen and a big video and they were doing um, individual and team ball games it looked like with the children on the screen and in person. And that was a good step, but I didn't see much of that happening at all. Um, and I think the other thing to remember is that children need to need to use their imagination and they're at an age to use their imagination why aren't parents or you know pe specialist or head teachers saying I want you to get a book and a rolled up pair of socks and I'm, I'm, create a a P style game mm-hmm. what are you going to do with that I mean, children would love challenges like that. That That's amazing. That's amazing for the imagination. It's amazing what they could do with that book. They'd be practicing striking skills. They could do some balancing. They could practice different types of movement. Um, And I also think there is a lot out there, but there's not enough out there. Um, No, there's enough out there, but there's not enough will for the importance of PE and it's always been the case so a lot of schools that I've taught in dramas come first or their maths exam or you know I've had run-ins with teachers where I'm like why are these children late to my lesson oh they were naughty in maths no no it doesn't work I, like that I, if they're no. naughty in my PE lesson they're not I don't keep them back just because you've got maths and I've got PE yeah it doesn't it doesn't make sense at all yeah. So there's always a battle around physical education, I'm afraid, and I think if there's any silver lining that does come out of the pandemic, it will be that um, schools and especially heads in schools will realise the importance of physical, mental and social Mm well-being and PE will 100% be a key recovery method for children in those areas.
0: I think as well that um, what needs to be said as well here is that fitness is so important and the elements, like you say, that cover what PE actually is about, the team and the leadership and um, the people underestimate it so, so much. I was giving a talk to a college the other day and I was saying you know, their VRQs, which means they are doing a qualification that doesn't have an assessment or a test. So everything is backed up by what they physically do with their paperwork. And I was saying to them, you know, if fitness is your love, a majority of you generally are going to be extrovert, we're all a little bit tapped, because we all find, you know, our happiness in moving in doing something. But like the military always say, what comes with that is, the ability to be able to become a leader and the ability to be able to become a mentor and a role model. And so many teachers, I I see it all the time. How do you expect, let's take for example, the name Johnny to sit down and do maths. He's got ADHD, he needs to get out, we need to go for a run and then we can do 20 minutes of maths. We can go back outside, then we can come back in for 10 minutes. What is the big deal? And as more and more and more I see the generations changing, we're still stuck in Britain in this 1970s mindset of sit down, do your maths, do your English. No, we've got to read, we've got to write. It's like half these kids that are coming coming from the other planets to to planet Earth. It's like no, and And PE's changed as well.
1: Yeah, why can't Johnny learn his maths outside? Why not? There's nothing there's nothing stopping him from being able to do that. The only thing stopping is the old school British tradition of yeah. education. hundred yeah. percent agree with that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was back in the schools that I was sitting in between two of my students and we were doing maths and I'm sitting there as an adult thinking brilliant, cause I'm getting free maths lessons. So I'm sort of upgrading myself <laughs> and I'm sitting there with the kids and um, the students and they're just like holding their heads in their hands. And it wasn't until I looked at their timetable an hours maths a day for two weeks straight, really. Gosh, an accountant I know, I know. does that because that's their living, but you and I yeah. don't, you know, another no, person no, doesn't, no. you're not going to no. get maths, you know, like that no. all the time. So difficult. And I think it's the
1: same. Yeah. I think it's the same Vanessa with um, adult clients. When we get adult clients, mm. you know, that we're trying to train who haven't been conditioned to even do any exercise for longer than 20 minutes because guess what growing up they never did no but growing up and they now were conditioned it's a trend. to sit down yeah but growing up they were sitting down you know conditioned to sit down on the carpet yes. or at their tables yeah. for hours on end hours but yeah. they weren't conditioned to move their body for hours on end and we you, we we would know the difference in those people that we train as adults on those that were really physically active as kids, and you know ran got the opportunity to run around endless, or even even participate in team sports because they've got that different grit to those adults that we train that really didn't.
0: Absolutely. So let's move on now to the grown ups and. How are you? I mean, I was going to do this ages ago myself because I could see entrepreneurs just stuck in their offices, getting more and more depressed because, you know, I don't lie. It is a very depressing. It is horrendously stressful and depressing. (laughs) And people don't realize that until you find forget the niche, forget your business you still have to have that reoccurring revenue because you're not having a regular wage. So depending where you're coming from, if you are not keeping fit and you're not getting that oxygen to the brain, and I'm even talking about putting the mindset into people of, I've been sitting down for three hours now, even if I got on the floor and did some sit-ups, press-ups, sit-ups, that sort of thing. So it helps the brain and you're able to get back into the space. So where are you going with it? and, And how are you finding, you know, where your business is going over this period of time
1: yeah so a bit of story time again working with entrepreneurs is a new niche of mine I have worked with many women from professionals to mums in my local area yeah um But when COVID hit, I became, I still juggling my business, but they obviously all reduced and I became a stay-at-home mum. and I just stopped looking after myself. My international athlete career was on hold because there was no competitions. I had one business that was completely closed. I had some clients wanting to do some stuff online, but I couldn't quite juggle it. I had a few little one-to-one clients in that time. And basically business then became my life rather than all the other things that I would have outside of a business and because some of my business was so you know stop and start I decided that I would try something else online so I was trying to help education consultants set up their own membership sites. so I spent a long time doing that but what happened was I ended up burning out like I was creating I was stepping into the life of an online entrepreneur I was juggling a whole lot of other things and my identity as a international athlete as a successful business owner all went out the window and I became a struggling entrepreneur Mm. and it wasn't until almost the end of lockdown the first one so probably when I started again coaching my clients outside so August so from April to August that I realized wow I am burnt out this is what burnout feels like for online entrepreneurs Um, not taking care of myself at all. Every single high-performing, healthy habit that I'd had my whole life since starting, you know, secondary school, you know, um, representative sport, Mm. all the way through to then, had gone out the window. I was not planning my food. I was not reflecting on the exercise I'd done. I wasn't um, aligned with why I wanted to exercise and why I wanted to keep healthy. I was and um, stacking on sugar I was honestly the list would go on and I'm sure you and your listeners would completely understand what unhealthy habits look like so yeah. it's then I got to then that I realized wow I have to start I have to I have to take a look at myself and and realize that I the reason for my success so far is because I do have high performing healthy habits and I'm aligned with what I'm doing yeah. I hated every, yeah. I didn't, this is probably an over-exaggeration, but I wasn't aligned and you'd love this. I wasn't aligned with being an online entrepreneur, helping education consultants set up membership sites. I could do it. I could help. I love helping people, but I wasn't aligned with it. No, no way. What I was aligned with is my legacy of my sporty minis business, mm-hmm. my passion for health and fitness with my online um, health and fitness clients and i just spent my time from august through to november to the next lockdown looking after myself which is perfect timing lockdown 2.0 hits my clients say can you go online yep yeah, absolutely you know i had i had the energy levels i had the focus i had everything to shop online six days a week and to start my new healthy habits mastermind which i've had success with ever since and looking to scale now so Um, I know I love talking business as you know in all of our chats I love talking anything health and fitness I love talking about anything habit building building momentum in business so I thought why not why not serve an industry I know and I love and help where I can.
0: Absolutely absolutely so do you want to talk a bit about your mastermind and what people um, how they can get involved and and what is involved in it what they get out of it?
1: Yeah. So I actually have a free webinar coming up on the 11th okay. of March. I'm not sure if this episode is going to go out in time. No, it might not how actually. To create... No. Well, we, they can get the replay. I can give you a, yes. link for a replay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's how to create more energy, productivity, and body com- confidence oh, yeah. with the power of healthy habits. So I work a lot with my clients. I have a group, healthy habits mastermind. I always have one-to-one and We basically go over two healthy habits every fortnight. And these link into my 10 behavior change programs. So um, things like hydrate like an athlete, um, magic mindset, um, snack like a pro, um, 800 grams fruit and veg targets, you know, so similar things like that. We just choose two that are bespoke for the client. So what do they need to, to work on? what is it the fact that they know they're not getting quality sleep and sometimes it's not about the quantity it's quality sleep absolutely because they haven't got a good bedtime routine they haven't you know um got rid of the their brain fog that's there um maybe it's caffeine and and so forth or maybe they're just not hydrating enough so they're actually massively got um you know lack of motivation or always feel hungry or you know or they see snacking as um like sugar snacks as treats because they're working so hard so we we try to work on bespoke um healthy habits for them and my five strategies are really important we we prioritize what's important to them we plan we plan how to put it into a busy schedule because as you know as an entrepreneur mom yourself doing a whole lot of things. If you don't plan it, you're not going to have success. <laughs> um, yeah. And then we um, reflect, um, we connect to the emotions that we've had related to that healthy habit. And then we get accountability and we're consistent. Mm. And we work through those five strategies to help in to make change and transformation um, and to change our identity, most important around instead of Being the busy entrepreneur that lives off coffee and snacks on biscuits, (laughs) to being the entrepreneur who I run a successful online business, as an example, Um, I prioritize my health, and I love nothing more than having my daily coffee. Like they're different; they're the same people, but different identities, or that they're, you know, they've gone from one to the other. So they've transformed from one of their identity to the other. And as soon as you can get into your head about, you know, what, what do you, how do you want to feel? Yeah. How do you, how appreciative of your body for what it does for you and your body is not just about how it moves, it's how it mentally functions and socially and emotionally functions as well. Right. Mm. So we, we've got to be in tune with that. If we're, if we are really going to be high performers in our business and we often see this for entrepreneurs and I, and I'm sure you will agree it's when they get to that that top level when they they have probably scaled to the to the the highest level they can without yeah. now having to completely outsource or change their business model so yeah. they're at capacity and they've got they got the capacity and they've they've been successful they need to step into the next level but they often can't because they're so burnt out and so overwhelmed and a lot of the time they reach for business strategists, mastermind coaches, 100% you need the strategy, but you also need the mindset and you also need the body that's going to want to do the work for you.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And with with that all aligned of course brings them great results within themselves and when it comes to the darker times you're able to overcome them because you've got the mindset and the tools and the physical the physical and the emotional in order to work through that I love that that's absolutely amazing
1: and we all want to help and most of the entrepreneurs we, we do work want with to help hence, yeah and why you know we're attracted we've become attracted to chatting to each other is because we want to help people
0: absolutely but what we
1: what we don't realize is we have to have helped ourselves first we have to be in a position to share what we've got from a state of um healthy living yeah absolutely <laughs> and I've been there and I've done it and I've tried to help people when I just wasn't looking after myself and you either attract the wrong people or you attract no one at all <laughs> Just not doing it yourself. I know. I
0: know. Well, darling, it's been absolutely amazing talking to you. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast slash video.
1: Oh, it's been a privilege. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, I can't wait to um, get our new clubhouse room. Clubhouse. Rocking. I know. <laughs> Did you have a good weekend? Did I have a good weekend? Um, yeah, I worked Saturday, but I, it was by choice, so it was fine. And then Sunday, I was really sore because I'd done like three back to back, so I kind of waddled around like an old woman, yeah. trying to get in some mobility <laughs> sessions where I could. <laughs> but yeah. What about you?
0: Yeah, it was lovely. The weather was gorgeous, so yeah, we were oh, yeah. out walking and outside, sorting out and.
1: Where Whereabouts do you live again?
0: So I'm in the East Midlands.
1: Ah, oh, nice.
0: Yeah, nice. yeah, nice. it is. It's lovely. I'm up by um, Bradgate Park. So, yeah, there's like an old historic tower there where uh, I think one of Henry VIII's wives were trapped up there or something. It's a beautiful oh, wow. place. It's still got wild deer and everything about. So, yeah, oh, it's wow. yeah, it's really nice. Oh, but we're only, cool. there for a, only been allowed there for a certain time per family. So can't wait for that band to be lifted. <laughs>
1: oh, really have. they uh, monitor
0: that. I know I don't know I have no idea but yeah it's been a bit restricted so I think we're all looking forward to the next few weeks
1: yeah <laughs> I know I um I start teaching again next week which is good like I'm excited but I'm also nervous because I'm like how am I going to fit in everything else I've been doing <laughs> doing yeah you'll be fine um, align yourself
0: yeah. you'll be fine
1: exactly <laughs> there we go exactly, exactly. all right <laughs> darling it's been amazing. awesome Thank and I'll you. see you
0: on Friday <laughs> See you on Friday.